Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2743, How to Master the Art of Slowing Down by Courtney Carver of bemorewithless.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. I'm gonna jump right into today's post as we optimize your life. How to Master the Art of Slowing Down by Courtney Carver of bemorewithless.com. Living in a new, smaller space, we've been spending more time together and really enjoying our new life in the city. By removing things like big house, yard, shed, mortgage, high utility bills, property taxes, car, clutter, and other stuff, we have even more time and attention to spend with each other. Because I realize that freezing time isn't realistic, I've decided to master the art of slowing down to enjoy each moment instead of rushing through to get to the next. It's our nature to be on two speeds, sleeping and go, go, go. As a society, we put so much value on getting things done that everyone is moving at an unsustainable speed to do it all. Everything suffers as a result, including the quality of the things we're doing because of our rush state, our connections and conversations because we are so distracted, and our own health as stress and burnout robs our energy and threatens our physical, mental, and emotional health. Eight essential lessons for mastering the art of slowing down. Number one, wake up slowly. Instead of rolling out of bed and into your life, set your alarm clock 10 minutes early and take time to welcome the day. 10 minutes of gentle stretching, making your bed, and drinking a glass of water will remove the rush and noise and set the tone for the rest of the day. If you think you need coffee, morning news, or a dive into the email abyss before getting dressed, trade your habits for seven days and see what feels better, not only in the morning, but all through the day. Create a morning routine with a focus on moving more intentionally throughout the day. Number two, identify what is most important. In The Power of Less, Leo Babauta recommends choosing three most important tasks for the day and doing them first. Look at your to-do list. Chances are there are more than three things on that list and maybe more than three pages. What would happen if you had a list of only three? As you ease into doing less, try rewarding yourself for staying focused on your three most important things by first taking a reading break, walk, or nap before you move on to anything else. Number three, stop eating in your car. When you use time in your car to catch up on everything you don't have time for, you compromise your peace of mind and your safety. Until I realized that the only thing I needed to do in my car was drive, I thought it was the best place for distraction-free work, lunch, phone calls, and anything else that I didn't have time for during the day. Once you establish your car as a food-free, phone-free zone, 
You can focus on driving and enjoy the time you have to slow down between appointments or destinations. If the idea of only driving while you're in your car seems impossible, something's gotta give. Number four, choose people first. My mind chooses people first, but my actions don't always represent that. If I'm writing or working and someone interrupts me, I might throw out one of these go-away phrases. In a minute, give me a sec. I'll be done in five minutes and then I can talk. Think about when you use those phrases. Maybe you use them while working, but what about when you're checking Facebook, watching TV, doing laundry, or other things that may be way less important than people? It's frustrating to be distracted, but it's even more frustrating and hurtful to be dismissed. You can limit the need to use these phrases by setting loose expectations and letting people know what you need and then by letting go of what you need for a minute, a sec, or five minutes to give the people you love what they need. They need you. Number five, release regret. Every minute you spend wishing you had done things differently or being mad that things didn't turn out better is time that you could spend being grateful, writing a letter, hugging someone you love, enjoying a meal, taking a walk, creating something beautiful, or helping someone. Wallowing in regret might be a sign that you don't know what matters most to you right now. Redirect your attention to figuring it out. It'll change everything, and you deserve that. Number six, cultivate dolce far niente. Doing nothing is hard work for some, and it takes practice. Dolce far niente is the sweetness of doing nothing and is an art form in itself. There are no rules, but when you begin to do nothing, keep in mind that the opposite of busy is not lazy. The opposite of busy is solitude. The opposite of being busy is being loving and grateful. The opposite of busy is stillness. All of those opposites are essential for your health, happiness, and relationships. Number seven, dump your fear of missing out. I'm on a little trip with my daughter for a couple of days and we've been talking about all of the different things we can do. Today, we could go hiking, swimming, take an alpine slide ride, explore the town, watch a movie, go out to eat, go bowling, and the list goes on and on. Instead, we decided to hang out by the pool if it's sunny and watch movies in bed if it's rainy. We'll miss several activities and options, but without the pressure of scheduling the day or bouncing from activity to activity, we can truly enjoy the time we have together. You miss opportunities all day long by choosing things that matter most, but what you'll miss by trying to do it all and have it all can never be replaced. And number eight, breathe and start over. Return to the art of slow whenever you feel rushed or scattered. As soon as you notice that you're lost in the busyness of the day or your life, stop. Simply pause, take a deep breath, and remind yourself that you can choose slow. Speed and busyness is overrated. If we could put less value on the amount of things we get done and more value on how we treat people, including ourselves, perhaps we can master the art of slow. The next moment will come on its own time. For now, enjoy the one that is right in front of you. You just listened to the post titled, How to Master the Art of Slowing Down by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. 
One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids six to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with Go Henry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month, unless canceled. Thank you to Courtney for the post. Doing nothing is one of the most difficult things to do, as funny as that sounds. I don't know if you've tried it. I was forced to do an experiment in college that was basically that. The professor on the very first day of class spent the first five minutes or so, which felt like an eternity, saying nothing to us and just staring. You might find that creepy and weird, but that was sort of the point. Why is that creepy and weird to simply look at us when class started? We were all super uncomfortable. But then one of the assignments he gave us in that class was to watch TV for 30 minutes. Well, that's amazing, right? Get this, the TV has to be off. And then we have to write about our experience. That felt like the longest 30 minutes ever when if it was like my favorite TV show, for example, it would have probably felt like the fastest 30 minutes ever. I say all this to stress how difficult it really is to do nothing. Now with cell phones, it's super easy to distract ourselves. Our attention spans have suffered because of it. I'm not saying I'm any better, but it is something I realize. Slowing down is almost certainly good for us, but it's not easy. And if it's something you'd like to get better at, doing nothing for even just one minute is a practice worth trying. It's quite enlightening. So thank you to Courtney for the reminder. Thank you for being here and listening and learning along with me. Couldn't do it without you. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.